airplane and those like it's a shame that their their later movies just started to suck so much shit because like no one is making that kind of comedy movie anymore like at all now i've been like like the the movie movies yeah yeah, because that's what they started to do at like later in their careers and those are just i don't know like how they fucked up the the special sauce recipe that bad but like they they really lost they just lost it later on but like nobody's doing that anymore it's weird because they actually they had a like if you watch scary movie one and two Mm -hmm. um like they're not like they're real gross out like so much of the humor is gross out there's like big cummies and Mm -hmm. lots of like very just awful yucky yucky but then like when you get to scary movie three and four that's when they crank up the naked gun style so it Mm -hmm. didn't even start off good like it didn't get good until scary movie three and then that started working and then they i think the problem was they went back to the yucky yucky grosso and everything was just about instead of instead of it being parody of the thing that it was because it's like this is a parody of all of the scary movies it was instead just we're going to use this as a vehicle to mm-hmm. make dong and wiener and booger pee pee jokes. With scary movie three is just like there's still a little bit of dong wiener pee pee booger jokes. Mm-hmm. Like don't get me wrong, you always got to have a little bit of the bugs, but but like that wasn't the goal. Where later it became the goal was just in what way can we make Carrie be about it's just period blood and mm-hmm. like horrible bloody diarrhea poop and pee and boogers i wonder if they just started like because like so like with the naked gun movies i guess in specific like it's very clear that they are fans of and, and like airplane to an extent but like they're fans of the type of movie that they're making the parody for do we think that they're just like they're just not fans of scary movies so like they they immediately go like oh people only watch this because it's gross stuff so then when they go to parody it yeah, the only thing like, they can think of it's like how i imagine like if somebody who never watched the saw movies mm-hmm. was to like have to make a comedy based off of horror because you know People who never watch the Saw movies are just like, oh, it's just horror porn. It's so terrible. There's no really good follow through line and twists and turns where you have to watch each of the previous movies mm-hmm. um, in order to truly grasp everything that's going, going on. on. They're just like, no, nah, it's just about killing people in a funny trap. What if it was a dildo? And then, you know, and it's it's insulting to the genre, every yeah. genre. Truly those, and you know, that is the point to some extent to make yeah. fun of those movies. It's mm-hmm. literally supposed to be but it's it it's supposed to be that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery yeah. and not like i don't want to say that they're necessarily like punching down but like they really rib them they really yeah. just like but even then it's not even that well, it's, it's like they hate their own movie maybe they hate their own movie <laughs> no okay this is what it is mm-hmm. all right this is the part when i said um this is what i'm this is what it is okay so you have a couple of really bad writers you got people that are trying to make it in in hollywood or wherever Mm -hmm. they're doing the movies at yeah and you know they're like i love horror movies i want to write for horror movies and then somebody looks at the scripts and then they're just like oh i got the perfect thing for you now that i've seen how you write and then they then they get cast in to write for a comedy movie um, because the writing is so terrible. Like the person is yeah. a terrible writer. And so they said, surely this is parody. Surely this is not what horror is supposed to be. Yeah. And then, so when that person realizes what's going on, they're just like, well, I'm not going to let him make a fool of me in this, <laughs> in this thing. I'm going to embarrass them by making the movie really gross. Y- mm-hmm. Yucky poo poo doo doo. They'll see uh, to, They'll to show see. that like, you know, I'm not designed for comedies. And then, you know, what we find out they're not designed for either. Yeah. So if you're a person who thinks that you're a, a good horror writer, stop. You're not. You're not. You don't need to. The The key is, and this is what Stephen King does, is just find the, the simplest thing and then just make it make it spooky. That's all it is. Is it grass yeah. this time? Is it just really high up grass? Guess what? That thing's a time portal. 
just a, grass is a time portal this that's time. the whole thing because it's got it's got to be something that they that they see or walk by every single day but they've that's, never been scared of before stuff is it's and why i like are. saw because it's like people yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's just like hey, you know people bad yeah it's like um oh this is why that's not that i'm one of your hosts drew hi drew oh hey drew oh hey why that's not that hey rattlers um man i was really just excited to be talking about horror movies for a little while well now i guess we're recording the show well i was making sure i got i I got there so the people who were listening knew what they were listening to oh Uh, yeah yeah yeah. well because like that that's the whole thing with i mean like with scary stuff like with scary stuff in general like it's um like things with uh, have like a zombie in it or a monster in it like my brain immediately goes like oh this is now uh in my brain i actually i chain i i split them from being i have like scary and horror and then i have what i call spooky and spooky yeah, for me is a, is yeah, more zombies of a, is spooky yeah and then like for me spooky is a comedy subgenre like if i see as if i see a zombie or a werewolf or like a lich or whatever it is my, my brain just goes oh okay this can never be real i can never hurt me i promise and so my brain is like (laughs) i can't i can't be made to be like scared of it and so like for me it's almost like it's it's a better use of that creator's time if they're just writing whatever story that is and having it have these comedic elements in it because that's that's just how i'm gonna interpret it here's the here's the thing with spooky like Mm -hmm. if you're doing like horror and you're doing like if you're doing spooky so much is reliant on how likable the characters are oh yeah 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 because then then you're not scared for you you're invested in the characters and Mm -hmm. you don't want any it's like train to buzan is is just a zombie movie yeah and i don't care about zombie movies at all but the characters are so good in train to buzan Mm -hmm. like one of the guys is just like just some big dude that just kind of acts like a wrestler but he's just sort of a regular guy and he's great and he's perfect and he just Mm -hmm. gets well, I guess you know what me saying I don't want to spoil anything implies he gets killed by a bunch of zombies. It and does, he does, and you don't want it to happen, and you fear for the character. So if you have, mm-hmm. if you're in the genre of spooky, mm-hmm. your character work needs to be superb because that's the only way people can invest in the world and be like, okay, I'll buy into it because I like these people. Yeah. But if you have like terribly written characters and it's zombies, it's going to go into goof troop territory, whether you want it to or not. You're not going to make people be like, oh, zombies can be real. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to get, you know, Chet, just the guy with the backwards hat. And that's his whole personality. His shirt says backwards hat. It's yeah. like, it's like, that's a company in their world is the backwards <laughs> hat company. And so they have like shoes and shirts that say backwards hat. We make backwards hat stuff for backwards hat guys. Backwards, backwards hat boys. BHBs, baby! <laughs> That's what they call them. It's what, it's what you gotta do. Like, yeah, because I, I think it's like that on. Because again, it's like, I'm not gonna take away. I just like, in a general sense, I don't get how someone can look at a zombie and think that that's wild so cool because it's just like I, th- I think that they're just pretty simple and i think that they succeed on being very simple like it's a zombie thing where it's like i don't know where they're like hyper focused on like the science of the zombies i'm like you don't have to work this hard for zombies well, it's well, just and that's, like that's the walk. thing about like when the zombie genre i think first started there was that kind of thing of this could be a legitimate fear, like especially if they explain the science of just mm-hmm. here's a thing that, and you know, now that we're so oversaturated, like everybody's like, okay, whatever. But like yeah. the first time that they released a movie that's like, hey, here's this kind of like not bad enough explanation. Like mm-hmm. you could kind of make sense of it of how the government could fuck up something so bad that there are zombies. Yeah. And people at the time were probably like, yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I get it. Yeah. It's just like, but, you know, now after so long, it's like, okay, well, surely zombies can't happen. They haven't happened yet. And I think that's why I like the ghost genre so much. Because yeah. because there is like a 50-50 split of for people who that's just spooky dumb. And mm-hmm. for people who are like, oh, fuck, because there's a lot of people that believe in ghosts. And so that's mm-hmm. why I think if you're going to do a horror genre... Uh, a good one to do is good old fashioned possessions. Uh, just get the ghost, get the ghouls out, and then you're you're gonna have a you'll have a good turnout because some people will be like ghosts are so stupid. <laughs> Look at them getting thrown in the sky. And then other people mm. are like fuck man, ghosts are so real. 
Just look at him getting thrown in the air. It, it looks like it's a win-win. You got to go ghost. Going, you, you, I'm going ghost. You got to go ghost. You got to go uh, ghost. This is a uh, break the bank episode of why this, not that rattlers. Welcome. Go put your feet up. Um, sip put on your, your, sip on your get the ghouls out. Your, yeah, get the ghouls out. Like, um, if you're a ghost, if you're one of the ghost rattlers listening to the show, what's good? Thank what's you bobbing? for your continued support. Um, mm-hmm. I, if you are a ghost rattler, I do have a question. Um, and where you exist in space and time. Do you exist within like the waves in which this is like sent to you, like the actual like sound waves that are traveling through space and time? Is that where you just hang out and get to hear it, like as it exists in all places? Or are you just listening on your on your um on your Zoom on your AirPods, on your AirPods and your Zoom? <laughs> or maybe they're just like they're haunting someone. Who is also listening to the show. You know, anyone listening to the show could be haunted by a ghost. You know what? If you're a rattler that's just possessing people to listen to why this, not that, fucking dope. That's just the, that's the best possible thing. Like, you just got taken out early and you said, no, I have unfinished business to do. They're about to record a break the bank. And, and for as long as we keep making the show, they will perpetually have unfinished business. No, they're waiting for keep... Moon. They're waiting oh, for episode, episode 200. 200 the Moon. We yeah, gotta get really in there. Amazing. We gotta let. We have to let these rattler spirits rest, and that's why we keep up this long, hard, <laughs> arduous journey so that we can eventually put the spirits at peace. But we gotta keep them hanging on, so we, we can't we, just we keep, do moon. We keep right climbing now. one rock wall grip at a time <laughs> until we get to the moon. Um, with our break the bank episodes, as we've said before, uh, we get a lot of submissions from you, the rattlers at home. Thank you, rattlers at home. Um, and we get more for a lot of episodes than we have time in the episode to do. So, in the interest of still, you know, getting to every question, eventually we put them in the bank. So we have a list of currently uh, five hundred and twenty-three questions in the bank, and what we do. Is Daniel and I have several random.org randomizers, and they will um, get us a random number, and then we also have random rules. We have extra random rules this time that add an extra bit of, uh, like, a little bit of spice, a little bit of seasoning to the question, sometimes make it a bit more difficult, sometimes uh, more difficult for the answerer, sometimes it makes it more difficult for the asker, Mm -hmm. who's to say. Part of the part of the whole bag. Um, for those who are new, other do we want to go over all the rules, or do we want to just kind of let them ride and then, as they come up, explain them? Um, I will say this: You're 12 minutes into this episode. If you don't know the rules, listen to our previous episode all the way through, then come back to this one. Uh, so yeah. I will explain to you the new rules because we had six before. Uh, yep. Seven is called "Catch Me If You Can." You are given a random point in time during in, during which your answer takes place. It could be the Wild West. It could be like the Elizabethan era. Who knows where you're going to go? But now every single thing that was in the questions context is now also in whatever the hell that is. So that'll mm-hmm. be good. Um, eight is tabloid. Uh, you are a random celebrity or famous character. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine is it's a setup. The asker has to give a new context. So if you formed a perfectly good context, scrap it. Fuck it. You, you got to do something else. And mm-hmm. then 10 is crime spree where you have to roll again twice. Um, and that can compound into a terrible thing. So yes. we'll see We'll see what ends up happening there. The other six you already know. Thank you for coming back after listening to that episode. Um, you're very <laughs> sweet. You're very kind. Um, who is starting off? Drew, I want to start off because I'm pretty sure... I have to answer the question for our next regular episode. So I, I want to start so, yeah. this one. Okay. So I am going, this is from our board games episode. I don't know who mm-hmm. sent it in yet. Um, but Drew, here is your context. You are a, a, you're the, a classic kind of fella. You're just a classic man's man kind of guy. And, uh, 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 and you really, really, <laughs> you <laughs> You really, really would like to place your hand on just some nice, squishy, succulent lady meat. That's okay. just kind of what you're going for. Got it. Um, you just like to get your big old manly palms on it. Um, and they would be willing. This is this okay. is not like a creeper sitch. Sure. Um, you just want to get your hands on some lady meat. And she is ready at the deli, I guess, is the way I'm going to refer to it. <laughs> <clears throat> So with that in mind, Drew, 
um, your question is why board games, not abroad's games. And this question is from our board games episode. And I'm going to, I think that that one was, I'm going to make a guess that that one was a Paul Smith one. No, Gams. Gams sounds like a Josh, actually. That was Josh. Yeah, that was, okay, okay. That, that, was, that was a Josh Hendricks joint, that one. All right, and now I'm going to spin this picker wheel. Whee! Let's see what number we get. It is number two. Drew, Ooh. safe cracker. You mm-hmm. have a random uh, set of words you are allowed to use. Um, or a random amount of words you're allowed to mm-hmm. use to answer this question. We'll do that three times. I'm going to go ahead and get you your first set of words. You have 16 words to answer God. the first part of this question. Okay. Okay. A board game lets me... Assess through conversation how much touching I will get to do. A board a a, com, a board game conversation. Okay, but mm-hmm. I guess my my thing is, isn't it a little? Isn't it a little childish to be just like, hey, you you know that she's into it. You know mm-hmm. that she, and so, you know, she comes over to your house. You're like, my parents aren't home. I don't have, I don't live with my parents. I'm 45. I'm masculine with giant bear claw <laughs> hands. Um, you know, they're big, big mitts. Wrap mm-hmm. them around that whole leg. Um, you don't think that that's like going to tone down the arousal maybe? And for this one, you've got 18 words. <laughs> I get so many goddamn words. In how we roll the dice, she will get a preview for how I roll in the sheets. Oh, okay. So she she's going to see the way that the dice, that these two cubes bounce across the board and get a good idea for what it means in the fuck room. <laughs> you get it. No, of course, of course. <laughs> um, but Drew, what happens if when you roll those dice, you know, what happens if you just land on a bankrupt? Ooh. Oh, Drew. Oh, no. How, how you come back from this and you have seven words. Okay. Um No hands for money only for you. Oh, nice. Good. Well, she Good. is absolutely absolutely enamored with your with your terrible roles. <laughs> 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 Well, like, I mean, it's about them big, big hands. She wants like, and and this is a thing, right? And I think this is like, for anyone whose hobby is a game or a a competitive thing, like it's some, some people that you'll meet or, uh, and I, I think it's like, it's, if you, some people that you meet may be really into like the com- the the competitiveness, the competitive mm-hmm. spirit, where they really want to be challenged by it. But like, if you're trying to get uh, someone into your hobby, and then when you play with them, you just like you know tomahawk dunk on them the whole time. Oh, I got like, it. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're kind of you're kind of passing them the wind, getting them being like, oh wow, cool. So the game can shift in any number. So like your big powerful hands rolled the exact thing that you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You got that bankrupt on purpose. Because each ripple of muscle in your hand contorted the dice to land exactly where you wanted. Exactly. I get it. The classic, the classic 360. Yeah. I understand. I've played board games before. I know what you got to do to get the games. Speaking of getting the games, Daniel, you are you have you have strolled up onto the dance floor. You've seen yourself a fly cutie um, here. Uh, 
they, 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 they've been, you notice they've been riding the wall all night. You're trying to get them out onto the floor. Fuck, how do to, I compete with the wall? It's, it's, it's hard. The wall is because it's made of bricks. <laughs> um, and you're trying to, you're trying to show them like some of your moves, entice them as it were. So you can get mm-hmm. them onto the floor so that you can, you know, you can work the seduction powers, move them hips and such. You know <laughs> gotcha. how the, you know how the game be. I can't let them change me. Here um this question was submitted by friend of the show justin jessel for our dance episode thank you justin jessel god we did a dance episode thank Hell you yeah. dance um with all of that in mind justin jessel asks why macaroni not macarena your mm. added your added rule is is i have so many things that's a 10. That's crime spree. Let's go ahead and get two more dice rolls. I mean, oh, no. The first one. The first one is without a hitch. No added rules. So you're All good right. there. And then, and, then the, and then the second one is safe cracker. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. <laughs> Flip okay. all the way through the bag. <laughs> Let's just right. go. Let's just right. do it again. Give so. Give me them nummy nums. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, your first number of words, Daniel, is 10. 10. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Um, Macarena is a dance that is older than actual fuck. Okay. Okay. So it, it kind of ties it in. It's a classic. Um, but you know, it, it, that's the thing is with things getting you know so, with so things get being so old, macaroni is just like a food dish. I'm not immediately seeing one like how you're able to bring that out in a dance floor type situation where it's not just like, uh, like awkward or like weird to kind of handle. So how are you going to do this? Are you going to bring out the macaroni in like a smooth way? You have 15 words. Um, and <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. All right. I got this. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There are many dances based on whipping ingredients in bowls. This one just, has <laughs> ingredients. So it's more about you coming Fuck. at it from like a strip back. God damn it. <laughs> like a stripped back, <laughs> simplified kind of thing. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> here's the thing though like i don't know how good that one is because it's like uh she like you know she's been seeing dances all night clearly nothing has appealed so far surely someone has thought of just do it simpler so how Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. your simple thing going to really set itself apart you have Mm. seven words I've got three words. <laughs> crispy baked top. <laughs> I've got three words. Crispy baked. You know what? Like I, I would try to refute that one, but like you, no, get, you no. get me, you, you get me, you get me a baked top. I'm into that. I'm into that. It's, it's good. The good crispy Look, top on it. It's I, so cheesy inside. I apologize for that one. I shot myself in the head on the second one. I, I miscalculated. I absolutely fucked it. I will say um, that, you know, the if you go to a place and get mac and cheese and it doesn't have that like brown crispy top on it, Mm-hmm. That's garbage mac and cheese. You got to have that crispy baked top. I was going to go in a direction of just you could throw anything into mac and cheese and it'd still be good. Mm-hmm. I lost it along the way. And you know what? Y'all heard it. <laughs> and that's going to have to be okay. I lost it along the way and set it into a microphone. This Drew, is how listen, it goes sometimes. Listen to me. Yeah. Oh, God, what? Okay. <laughs> um, here's, here's the... 
Odd. All right, Drew, you know what? You hmm. are. Oh, God, I might fuck myself on this one. Drew, you are a bear. <laughs> okay. You're a bear. I'm a bear. Um, And I'm you bear. need. Bear. You need a nice, relaxing way to get your chi really flowing and to have a very nice, um, relaxed kind of workout that's not too terribly intensive. Something, but you want you really want it to be calm and mm-hmm. not that many shenanigans. And okay. so you as a bear, I do have to ask, and this question comes from... Um, uh, bu, 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 bu. Oh, this is from you from our nutrition and wellness episode. Why oh, yeah. Yogi Bear and not Yoga Bear? Yogi's a little he's a little bombastic, you know, mm-hmm. personally. So let's go ahead, spin this big wheel, figure out if it's gonna land on two again. And oh shit, Drew. Without a hitch. <laughs> No, no added rules. You got it. Get him, man. What a good okay. episode. So I. <laughs> that's sometimes that's how the dice go. Okay, so I want to. You're a bear, just trying to have a nice, relaxing workout. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Nothing with too many shenanigans. Get your chi really going. Yeah. Um. Well, like. <laughs> The easy thing here is a yogi, like a yogi, is just someone who's really into yoga. Oh, so this like is Yogi Bear, the cartoon. Okay, okay, so we're all okay. So I, I now have to interpret it that I'm a uh, yeah, yogi yeah, yeah, bear. Yeah. Um, look, I get that yogi bear might come across as like hyper formal, really rigid. Um, you know, kind of got to stick up his butt a little bit, but because the because that whole collar and tie. But here's the thing, man, ass out ass out on yogi bear all the way <laughs> um and he and it's not like in the way that a regular cartoon character is like oh that that animal character that talks isn't wearing clothes yeah. no he's wearing a suit tie and he's wearing like a, a tie and a hat he knows what clothes are which means the ass out is intentional oh. so he's like look look i'm a i'm a dress for me um but if i don't feel like wearing it i'm just not gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna just free it out and roll with that right and like i get you know you can align your chakras through yoga you can you can ascend to higher planes of reality through yoga like these are basic things that we know about it i did not know that second part i'm gonna go ahead and have to say that if somebody approached me saying that shit (laughs) i would fight them i'm not gonna let somebody say that them bending has let them go to higher planes of existence they can fuck right (laughs) off with that like you can do it and say it's a good workout fine Align your chakras, dot your eyes, cross your T's, whatever. But whatever you, you, you did, did not leave Earth. You ain't tricking me there. You, you were... <laughs> but like I am, I and like you can say like, oh hey, I'm I'm so you know relaxed because my body just you know got really stretched out. But like ass is out. Like you gotta be real comfy in my experience to just have the ass just like out. No, just day to day. That's true. Cause I, cause here's the thing is that yoga exists. Like we all know that yoga exists and we all know that yoga pants exist and that they're comfortable, Mm -hmm. but like, what's one of the one-ups to yoga, nude yoga. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. People did regular yoga and said, Oh, you know, what would be better. The actual way to make this better is just naked. Yeah. And, and, and that's yogi. Like, I don't know if he's necessarily bending over too much. Um, but he, you know, He's already got that second half there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, dog. It's just... <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? It's like, hey, the, what's, the whole thing with yoga pants is it shows off the yoga butt. And that's just what that is. Is That's just like a simulacrum. That is an artificial imitation of the ass just being fully out. So right? you're saying that, that yoga in general is really just a way to get your ass out in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the pants, the pants are just, you know, society's standards of just, you got to have pants, but the real goal has always been in any type of working out to make your ass more readily seen. It's the only reason yeah. why anybody diets, exercises, or I, does any, it's always been about that dumper. That one, like, that's the thing is, like, that is not even, like, really a joke, right? Like, it's it's just kind of, you know, removing the artifice from the whole from the whole thing. Like, 
it's people do yoga so their ass looks good and it's like and whenever you're starting out you're doing it so it looks good in the yoga pants once you've really ascended or should i say ass ended you've gotten to where you can just have it out all the time that's that's actually part of the law once you once you have done enough exercise you're allowed to just have your ass out that's That's true it's like um it's why when you like at mcdonald's or other restaurants and i guess every store there's that sign that says like no shirt no shoes no service but they never say anything about pants because they know the yoga booties got to walk on through yeah well that's the thing it's they know that they want to see those yoga asses come on through and they would be powerless to stop them if they were there sign or no sign there's nothing you can do. <laughs> there's nothing you can do about a yoga ass Daniel, this question was originally submitted to us by justin jessel thank you jessel for our this one was submitted originally for our film protagonists episode oh that's a good one Daniel, you are, um, I, I, you know what? I'm going to have this one just be super on the nose. And then if I roll that one rule, then I just have to handle, you know, getting fucked over a little bit. Uh, Daniel, you want an, you want a character who is an everyman. They've been present throughout all of history. Mm-hmm. They have been at major events, but they're not like a holier than thou type, super humble character. You know, uh. maybe, maybe a little less intelligent than the average person okay just so that they are open at all times they don't have really anything that's preconceived or you anything like that what's interesting is that mm-hmm. in the first couple of words you said i was thinking forrest gump before you even got into the parts that are just yep. outright forrest gump that like, are just you said an everyman who's been around and i'm like oh that's forrest gump yep. <laughs> that's just that's just forrest gump i'm excited and... for this question because i feel like i don't get to be forrest gump yeah, with that in mind, Daniel, the question is why Urban Dump, not Forrest Gump? Um, the added rule that I rolled is nine, which is it's a setup. So I have to give oh! you a new context. Oh, yes! Okay, let's see. I'm not an everyman. Webster, um, what is a gump? Um, I feel definition. like we looked this up in one of the other episodes because we were trying to figure out what like could gump mean anything else, and it was very difficult. Um, a gump is a foolish or dull-witted person. I gotta assume that comes from the movie. Yeah, I, um, I don't think, I don't think, or maybe the movie's just a little meaner than we thought, and it's just like, oh, a gump has <laughs> always meant a stupid man. Hey, look, hey, hey Tom Hanks, you want to be a gump? He's like, uh, okay, I'll be a gump. Um, a gump as in guttle? Okay, this this might give me something to go on. So Mary Webster <laughs> says gump is related to the word guttle, which is a verb. So it is to um, to catch a fish with the bare hands or to okay. I don't mm-hmm. I don't quite know how gump is related here. Miriam Webster doesn't exactly explain that to me in a satisfying way. It just says way. it's like a synonym. <laughs> it's like yeah, to gump says, means to guttle. Yeah, gump maybe to as guttle a verb. Is, maybe maybe uh, maybe maybe gump is the plural of guttle. So if you're if you gump a bunch, you're guttling. Well, it, it's yeah, it's uh, gump as a noun is a foolish or dull-witted person. Gump as a verb is uh, is similar to, to guttle with your so, bare hands. With your bare hands, okay. So Daniel, what, what's a, uh, Daniel, you're trying to catch a horrible mutant trash fish with your bare hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were trying to find the best spot to do that to maximize your chances of catching a trash fish. Uh-huh. With that in mind, Daniel, why urban dump? Damn it, not forest <laughs> gump. <laughs> why urban dump, not forest gump to catch the yeah. trash fish? Okay. Oh, oh no, you got it. All right, cool. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. I don't. I don't think it'd be in the woods. I don't think a trash fish would be not in like the in, woods. A, in a river or a stream or um, a honestly, babbly brook. If it's a if it's a trash fish, I mm. imagine that if I'm in an urban dump, um, it's probably mm. just like in a puddle or like in someone's big gulp, and it's just like flopping around in a <laughs> just big flopping gulp. around. It's just flopping in a big gulp or just laying in because people, you know, one of the biggest things that people throw away is massive amounts of water. And so, mm-hmm. like, they just throw buckets of it <laughs> into the dumpster. And so, mm-hmm. essentially, like, I go to the dumpsters filled to the brim with water, and then there's mm-hmm. a trash fish in there. Um, and luckily, because I'm at the dump, 
Um, oh, I had, I, you know what? I, I was going to say, I grab like a piece of trash to catch it, but that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to catch it with my bare hands. Bare so hands. I reach, what I do is I reach into the dumpster <laughs> that the trash fish is in and it takes yeah. a while, but I do get it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But it's, I will say I, it is a little easier because you know how like, um, like polluted ponds and like lakes, like the ducks and stuff get like those little Coca-Cola rings. Like kind of wrapped around its neck or like plastic bags around its head or like random hooks in its tail. Mm. This one has all three of those things. (laughs) It's it's in a dumpster. It's a trash fish. It's a trash fish. (laughs) So I grab it by its plastic bag, which is hooked Mm -hmm. in through its mouth, um, which is held shut by the (laughs) Coca-Cola can rings. And I just, I just yanked that thing uh, right out of that uh, dumpster. And that's the thing is, is like part of it being like, you know, you would, you would hear that and you're like, oh, you know, what are, what are the horrible um, ecological impacts that humans have had on, you know, regular wildlife? Then a trash fish is, is more analogous to like a Pokemon where after coming into contact with enough trash, they evolve and all of these things are now part of the fish. So like, it, it's not like, oh, I, oh, there's that, that there's like that plastic soda ring and it's like, you know, cho- like choking off its airways. Like, no, that's now a feature of the fish. Yeah, it's that's, breathing. That's now part of it. As, as it has evolved over time, it's just yeah. got more and more of those things. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's fins are just like, um, tattered pieces of fabric. Um, <laughs> And its eyeballs are like just buttons from a shirt, like a doll, except for its body mm-hmm. is still fish skin. So that's yes. really unsettling. Um, yeah. And they're just stuck on the side of its head. Um, its mouth uh, has a pull tab to open it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's like that little, you know, like that U shape that's in the cans. And so it just kind of like yeah, opens out a that. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, poor little thing. What's the name of that Pokemon, Drew? What's the name of the of a trash fish Pokemon? What's a good oh, What's oh, a good name? Oh, of, of, uh, of trash fish. Um, it's gonna be. Um. Oh, it, it's gonna be a uh, 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 Fender. F i n n d e r. Fender. Fender. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why Fender? Uh, because well, it's like it's like a like a like a like a find, right? Um, but it's going to obviously have like the fins in place there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. 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 I'm down uh, it's for gonna be, It's water poison. It. Naturally. Water, uh, water poison. poison. Just yeah. like we are. Just like we are. Drew, this is an interesting question. Um, and, <laughs> Thank God. And honestly, I hate this question. Ooh. Um, but okay. Drew, you, I'm going to make it simple. Um, mm-hmm. Because the holidays, specifically Christmas, Christmas is just too, it's too good. Like everything mm-hmm. is all about good and you, you know, cause of Santa Claus and you need to create the antithesis of Santa Claus, the, the okay. antagonist as it were, the, the evil opposite mm-hmm. of, of good old St. Nicholas. And so with that in mind, Drew, I have to ask this question comes from Paul Smith from our folklore episode. Um, why? English American music, uh, oh, English American musician Peter Frampton, and not Krampus. Okay. And your caveat, your spindle dindle. We're going, we're going, we're going. It is five. Oh, you're. It's a cover story. <laughs> oh, okay. Drew, listen. You. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, okay. You're not going to believe it, Drew. Oh. Your name... Your name is Danielle Shin. You're 51 years old, and you are, no lie, an academic musician. When you're coming up for the uh. reason why English-American musician Peter Frampton is better than Krampus. Um, you are an academic musician who is addicted to Cambridge. Um, you have crazy yellow hair. Call that blonde. Um, your top quality is that you're particularly educated and you have to save the world from a killer duck. You mm-hmm. gotta save the world from a killer duck. And we'll read that all one more time. Danielle Shin, 51, academic musician, an, uh, addicted to Cambridge, crazy yellow hair. Call that blonde. Mm-hmm. 
your top quality is that you are very well educated and you need to save the world from a killer duck. So with that, well, with all that in mind, Drew White, English American musician Peter Frampton, not Krampus. In many ways, um, the <laughs> antithesis of uh, the the Saint Nicholas, the the Saint Nick, the uh, Santa Claus, is <laughs> is represented in uh, in a distilled form, in the form of Peter Frampton. We we go back to his nineteen seventies classic. Do you feel like we do? Well, well, Monsieur Frampton. Using a uh, a modulator on his voice was able to make his voice sound like the strings of a guitar. Now, now Saint Nicholas is associated with many things, many um, many magical uh, events, many magical abilities. Mm-hmm. However, he is not. Um, I mean, frankly, uh, very very musical, and the the character. <laughs> Of Saint Nicholas, while while most known for giving children uh, gifts, bicycles, this that, um, perhaps is second most known for giving children uh, coal, um, which mm-hmm. is um, not useful for children in most cases. They're not a not a not not, not a commonly grilling demographic. Um, not doing a lot of uh, steak leaves. Um, they um, coal is not a good source of just general heat because of the toxic uh, fumes that it puts out. It's not good for breathing, especially when you're younger and you have smaller lungs. So it is is a binary reality that he lives in, and he, and he trains these children to try to orient their life not based on any kind of internalized morality, not based on uh, doing good by their fellow man, but by a mythological figure who only interacts with them one day a year mm-hmm. and gives them there's no gradient to it. It is a binary pass fail system. Peter Frampton <laughs> is by comparison a uh virtuosic guitarist. Um he is able to uh translate emotion into a way that is uh both I think uh, easy to understand mm-hmm. um and a uh palatable mm-hmm. to children. Children listen to music a lot is a thing they're very familiar with. And he is able to, I think, most accurately, even for children who may not, you know, be at the age where they can interpret music, interpret intent and meaning and emotion through through song, he is able to literally translate the notes of a guitar into English words. He's one of the only musicians to do this. And uh-huh. ask a guitar asks somebody else, do you feel like we do? Now, this is not a guitar telling a child how to feel. This is a guitar inviting a child into a dialectic, a discussion, a two-way conversation, uh-huh. so that they can achieve a mutual understanding. This is a more emotionally healthy character to St. Nick, and I think it's, in the in insofar as they are a uh, antithesis to St. Nicholas, I would argue Peter Fanton is actually better for children. It is a Ooh. way for them to as they gain a more complex understanding of the world, they're able to also be better off. So many things, whenever you unlearn you know, these childish behaviors, these childish understandings, so many things become worse, less magical in a way, um, grimmer, less exciting. However, I think the, the transition from Saint Nick <laughs> to Peter Flampton... I think, if anything, is more illuminating, more exciting, and more magical. Okay, so Peter Frampton uh, flips the script because he's available to you anytime. All right, now Dan- Daniel Shin, I do have to ask how mm. how are you stopping that duck though? How does this stop that duck? Oh, um, Peter Frampton has existed um, for decades and decades and decades. Uh, the average duck lifespan is. <laughs> I'm going to guess um, duck lifespan. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess seven years. Let's see how close I am. Um, uh, five to ten for a malad. Like this is not. I, Peter Frampton, the the musician, has had a longer career. Not even you know that's before we even consider him as a person. Um, and you may say like, well. 
ducks can fly, they can swim, but they, through all of this diversification, they have focused on nothing. So it's Peter Frampton, through his focus on one single area, has achieved a level of expertise the duck cannot, simply just cannot match. And through, you know, just lasting long enough, he can actually just outlive the duck. He can also just step on it. Yeah, I, it's that's the thing. If it ducks, it's just going to get lower to the ground, which means it's even easier to stomp on. Ducks are so easy to stomp on. Ducks are so easy to stomp on. We do not talk about this enough. Stomping no. on a duck, like, I, I sometimes, when I'm going out for milk, accidentally stomp on, like, two or three. Because they, like, just, they just, like, get lower. And, like, when they get lower, they put their head down. If you just stomp, they, they essentially give you their necks. Mm-hmm. Just right there. They lay it out like a red carpet. I went by a whole gaggle of ducks. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call a group of ducks? I'm going to look that up real quick while you ask me a question. Uh, Yes. The next question, 181. Wow. Ah, it's a flock of ducks. Wow. A raft, a team, or paddling? He is getting so many in this episode. Um, <laughs> Daniel, Uh-oh. Um, this question was submitted to us by friend of the show, Justin Jessel. I'm oh, nice. three for three. I'm three for three Good on Jessel goodness. questions today. Um, originally submitted for our dogs episode. Thank, Thank you, Justin you Jessel. Thank you, dogs. Daniel, you need a rattler who's going to routinely submit questions for the podcast. Why this? Not that. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, Justin Jessel asks... Why man's best friend, not Josh? Hmm. Okay. All right. Your added rule is one. Getaway driver. Daniel, you have 60 seconds to give your answer. And you may begin in five, four, three, two, one. All right. Okay. So we're going to get serious here for a second. All right. Uh, Mm -hmm. A long time ago, I was robbed at gunpoint, and it was very, very bad. It was very terrible. I was messed up psychologically for about a year and a half to two years. I didn't go anywhere. I was scared to go to restaurants. I was just terrified. The action that I took to not have my life like absolutely ruined and devastated was I got a tremendous dog. I just got this big, big dog that forced me to have to walk outside in the dark it forced me to have to just like do things I was very uncomfortable doing to get my brain back into a good place where I wasn't just cowering in the house the whole time. I'm not convinced that I would still be doing this podcast at all if mm-hmm. I was still in that really bad way that I was. I owe so much of me being able to go out and do anything to my Five big seconds. stupid dog on this couch right over here. And time. I think I think that's a you know a lot of times we get we get caught up in the yucks and in the silly stuff. But I mean, like if your head's not in a good place, you can't yeah, really I've, create good stuff. Like, like Josh sends in good questions. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. we still would have Paul. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like you know, yeah. no, no offense, but like we, you know, we we get them coming in. <laughs> like, yeah. So if I had this to whole... pick between my head like being being terrible and like probably not even doing the show versus like Josh doesn't submit questions, you know, I take it. I take it. And I mean, like, this thing is, even if we stopped receiving submissions completely, we got at least fifty episodes worth of back catalog we can burn yeah, through. It's too late. Like, Josh, you can and stop that, now. We're getting and that's a and that's assuming, <laughs> and that's the thing is also that's assuming that you and I could not come up with any more either. But that's the thing is part of the man's best friend it means that we're now in a better creative space to continue to come up with questions of our own if we have to. Mm, mm. Drew, I'm actually not excited to ask you this next question because I feel like it might end up being answered similar to the question you just answered. And Fantastic. I don't, okay. I, but it, it's another one that, that dives heavily into the philosophy of things. Um, but Ooh, Drew, your caveat is it's a simple setup. Drew and God damn me to hell if I get the one where I have to choose a new setup because I don't <laughs> want that at all. Drew, here's your deal. You yeah. want, you're hungry, you're, you're, you're really wanting to eat some. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, Drew. You want Chinese food? You want to eat Chinese food. Gotcha. 
this question was submitted in our food episode by Paul Smith. Thank you, friend of the show, Paul. Uh, Drew, why Chinese philosophy, not Chinese food? Um, and our caveat, our big Roba show, Roba Dope, is seven. Catch me if you can, Drew. Uh, we're going to give you a random point in time with which this is taking place. Okay. Let okay. me generate a random year. All right, Drew. It is the year 2,441. Okay. It, it is also uh, March 21st, if that matters. But this is far into the future. And you're hankering, you're hankering dang hankers for some Chinese food. Why? Chinese philosophy, not Chinese food in the year 2,441. Okay, okay. I'm going through, this is 2441. So this is pretty pretty far into the future. This is pretty far into the future. Um Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's also a tax form. <laughs> a 2441? Yeah, that's the child and dependent care expenses uh TurboTax Intuit tells me. I was seeing if there was a book about the year 2 2441. Um and unfortunately no, but there is a tax um, credit. There, okay, so there is a um, Chinese food. I'm a I'm a pretty simple person. I go whenever I go to get Chinese food. I get uh, I get I get chicken fried rice every single time. Very simple man. Um, I get some soy sauce in it. All this kind of stuff. Um, but something that Confucius said, famed Chinese philosopher, is that only the wisest and stupidest of men never change. Now, I'm not going to get a new Chinese food order because like in my brain, I, you know, whenever I grew up, it's we would get it kind of so sparingly that I wasn't really able to kind of experiment with it because it would be so long until I got it again. So if I got something bad, I'm going to have to just kind of sit with that for, you know, weeks or months or so at a time. But me, now now, now that I'm a bit older, you know, like I, I genuinely have not gone out for Chinese food in I think a, a several years at least. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of the thing here is the stupidest of men never change. I like to think that I'm fairly smart, but also the wisest of men never change. And I'm, 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 a, I'm, you know, uh, for the sake of an answer, I may play up being kind of a, a dumber character, but I'm actually, um, in, in my estimation, I'm a fairly intelligent person. Um, but I am intelligent enough to know that I am not at the peak of any of my fields. It's not what I'm really pursuing. And what this right here says to me is that by not being not by not being in the pursuit of being the wisest, I'm not trying to be the top of really anything that I do. I'm also not set in my ways, um, either by either through ignorance to other options or by calculation of having experiment with everything there. So I'm always able to be open to new things, to be able to change in relation to stuff happening. And that's why I think that while Chinese food may fill me up for this meal, it's not going to fill my soul in that same kind of way or fill my hunger for knowledge in that same kind of way that the philosophy would have. But Drew, they... They could just teleport it right into your living room. It would take actually no time. It's the year 2441. Oh, for sure. But the thing is also, in 2441, I can simply hook myself up to a nutrient paste, which not only fills up my calorie needs, but I also don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. I spend so much fucking time just trying to go, like, what food do I want? If I don't have to think about it and it's just a paste that I just go, boom, got my calories, moving on, I can get on with my fucking day. I, I hope that in the future that we will have something... You know, sort of like how diabetics have, where they have like the insulin pump that just can like mm-hmm. tell whenever you're low and kind of give you that good, good, you know, insulin, like little prickle dick. And then <laughs> I want that just for food. Like once it knows that my body is hungry, I just want it mm-hmm. to tube me up 
and just let me go on throughout my day. I just want a nice, yeah. nice little jolt of just whatever kind of garbo because I'm not tasting it. I I don't yeah. want to waste all that time sitting down and eating. Like mm-hmm. I get it. I get it that it's good for like family conversation and stuff sitting around at the table. But th- in the year 2,441, like I will have a job. Like I have to work probably five or six jobs for, mm-hmm. for $7.50 an hour. <laughs> oh man, they've raised minimum wage by 25 whole cents. That's really aspirational. <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. Well, we're being realistic here. Daniel, um, how much time we got? We got, we got time for one we more good one here. Um, so uh, this question, Daniel, was submitted to us by a friend of the show, Jason Schmidt. Thank you, Jason, Man. from our dogs episode. Thank you, dogs. Daniel, Jason Schmidt asks, actually, before I do that, because of how the show normally goes, I'm going to give you a context. Come on, Drew. Oh, get your head thank in the you. game, boy. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel, thank you. your dog you suspect from going outside might have might have contracted an infestation of sorts. They're scratching a bunch. You see them biting at their hips and whatnot. You're noticing these um, dots kind of jumping around your living room and whatnot. Uh, and you're like, ah, okay. you know, ding dong it. I think we got some fleas, fam. And you got to you gotta get rid of them, both so that they're not on you, and that's annoying, hopping in your food, that's annoying. But so they're also not, you know, biting on your biting on your your best friend there and, and contract, and like they might contract some kind of disease from that kind of thing. So you mm-hmm. need to get rid of these fleas. With that in mind, Jason Schmidt asks, why call flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, not flea caller? Your added rule is a six. Without a hitch. No added rules, Dan. Just what is that answer? All right. I think that I got something something to do here. Um, okay. One of the issues that I have at, at my current residence is that the th- flea collars are poison. There, it's poison just right around the neck. There, yeah. There have always been like iffy things on flea collar use in general, um, because if you have a relatively rambunctious mutt, um, mm-hmm. like that's rolling around outside, or like manages to get it off, and then they eat the flea collar, that can kill some dogs. That, yeah, like because that is just the whole the whole collar. That's the whole bad. bag. Also. In my case, um, you know, I have a I have a little toddler walking around, um, and if he is just like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna just put my little baby mouth on this collar," that's now poison in my child. I also have mm. there's other small dogs here, and there's also a bunch of cats. So if anything essentially gets at this mm-hmm. collar, and there are so many ways that that could happen, then yeah. Something in this house is going to die that isn't the fleas. And that's a bummer. That's not good. Now, and and fleas are pretty fast. Mm -hmm. But there is something about flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers that he is very good at. And that is that he is actually very good at slap bass. Mm -hmm. Um, And slap bass is is a form of playing the bass that primarily uses some big heavy... Um, yep. And so if I can get Flea in here, and if you've ever heard some of that finger work, he slaps fast. Those yes. fleas can jump around as much as they want. They can be as quick as they think they can. But if they think they can outrun the speedy Gonzalez palms of Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> when he's slapping them bastards, yeah. he's outright bonking them, humpty mm-hmm. bumping those boys into hell. <laughs> like, it. It's no-go, baby. Those things mm-hmm. don't stand a chance. And guess what? It's going to be so funky. It's going to be so fucking funky. The Those grooves. Like, Those what are grooves you, are Like, so what are you going to do? And also, if the fleas are on my dog, what is that double? My dog's like 100 pounds. Like, mm-hmm. that guy's slapping on that dog. Those are pets. My dog's getting nice pets from oh, yeah. flea, from Red Hot Chili Peppers, just getting those good old love pets. And then fleas are getting obliterated at the speed of sound he smacks them things. Vaporize these things. Absolutely yeah. vaporize. Mm-hmm. And that is, and also I get to talk to him. He'd be yeah. in my house. <laughs> That's sick as hell. Flea's a, yeah, Flea, in all the interviews I've seen, Flea seems like a cool no, person to talk most to. Of the, most of the RHCP squad is is just pretty, pretty chill. But just having him over here, just banging around, smacking fleas, making jokes mm-hmm. about my big, big dog. 
I get to talk to them. All the fleas are dead. Everyone in the house is grooving. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can't stop. We're addicted to this shindig. There's nothing it's, you can do. There's nothing it's, it's, you can do at that point. It's a good old time. It's no, a good old time. The flea's good. I, I actually really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The album and, Stadium Arcadium and, is one of my favorite albums ever made. And he's also not poisonous. Fun and also he's flea. not poisonous. Not at poisonous. Least not that... Not that I've heard of. I think maybe a long time ago you could have considered them that because I think that they were on a lot of drugs. But that might have just been the one guy. Yeah, that could have just been Anthony. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't read the autobiography. I don't know the full story, but I don't think that Flea act was actively radiating poison. No, but if you were to eat him, I think it would have been bad. Yeah, I it probably would have been not great. It probably would have been not great. Would it have been enough to kill my boy, my toddler boy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The thing but is I'm more willing to let him eat flea the basis than I am to let him eat a flea collar. That's a that's a good call. Uh that has been a why that's not that. This has been our oh god, what I think this is eight our eighteenth episode. Ooh, our break the banks can vote now. Um <laughs> that's neat. Good. Yeah. Our criminals. <laughs> our criminals can vote. They're gonna be tried as an adult. Um mm. uh, so all uh, with all of the uh, all the housekeeping we do, um, our intro and outro music is provided to us by Prax. Big Daddy um, they Prax. Will be Big Daddy Prax. Um, they're an independent artist. Nice enough to let us use their tunes. Go check them out. Um, stream their music. Um, I believe if they've got, uh, I'm, I'm not positive if they've got a band camp, but if they do, you know, support them. Uh, independent musicians um, and very creative tunes. Very good stuff. Um, we want to obviously thank you, the Rattlers, um, for submitting questions to um any episode because these right here is pulled from really all of them um also um if you're uh uh if you ever want to submit any question to us at all we take questions literally all the time for any reason they don't even have to be why blank not blank it's our job to make them work that way because we're the ones who decided to have a show um that's and that's our fault um Or if you have any weird decisions that you have made, um, feel free to submit those to us with as much context as you want to give. Those can be in a DM either on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Gmail. Um, and we will and we will include those in our upcoming uh, Why Do You Do That segment. Where we'll try to, you know, just litigate that and make you decide like if you did, if you made a better decision than you could have otherwise made or what, what your other options would have looked like, etc. And then also, if um, let us know what you think about some of the new stuff we've added. I think only mm-hmm. one of them really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, it's a setup happened, and it's a setup was very cute. I liked it. Yeah. Um, we are going to hopefully um, the the one that I did the catch me if you can one where it puts it in a random time. We were, we're looking for time periods, specific time mm-hmm. periods. Rolling for a random year is fine, but like, you know, Old West, uh, Elizabethan, mm-hmm. just, you know, as as specific as you want to get, you can just yeah. do like, um, you know, you could just make it Salem or, you know, whatever the time <laughs> periods are. Whatever it you don't want matter to, do. to me. Just, you yeah. know, deliver that to us. Also, any random celebrity that you like or mm-hmm. or famous characters at all that have like a quirk that make them impersonable. Um, that would be nice if you're just sitting there giving us just like, you know, a regular talking average celebrity, that's not going to (laughs) be quite as fun, but we will try. We have to go for it. Send those in, uh, whatever. Is there anything else that people need to be sending in stuff for? Uh, it doesn't Um, really look like it, but of course, anything that you want to suggest, anything you want to send in, uh, -hmm. feel free to do it. We'll do something with it. We don't. We don't care at all. We use the whole buffalo over here. We're we, out here using. We use the whole oh, buffalo. Mm-hmm. We use, use the whole the, buffalo. We use the whole buffalo. We eat every um, every piece of grody off the trash fish. Is what we do. Every. <laughs> um and uh, of course, uh, if you if you liked the show and you want to support it, uh, you can do that for free by just sharing it, leaving a comment, liking it helps boost us on the way the internet works. Makes us jump through all these hoops just to show that we like the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but those ways you can uh, support us for free. Um, if you want to support the show uh, materially, we do have merch that we sell for the show. Um, shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, prints, etc. 
and we also have a Patreon you can uh, subscribe to. Um, we're currently working out like what the perks of that are going to be. Uh, we want to kind of involve the people who do want to support the show in those decisions, make sure we're giving them exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the ways you can support the show. Um, but with all of that said, as we always say, on why this, not that. Bye. Apparently, as of 